Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy will bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and sometimes even recommendations of whatever we read that week. So, Amy, because it's your job, what did we read this week? We read The Broken Girls by Simone St. James. What a shock. We read a lot of Simone St. James. (laughs) Well, as previous listeners of our podcast will know... We recommend a lot of Simone St. James books. Generally speaking, I do love Simone St. James. Yes. But will we recommend The Broken Girls? (gasps) Who knows? (gasps) Tune in. So do you want to do the spoiler-free recap or do you want me to do it or shall we do it as a team? I'm just so demoralized by last week's experience. (laughs) I can feel myself starting with, so... We cut between two different narrative structures, oh, so I think it's best that you just do it. Band-Aid, rip, go. This is one of those Simone St. James where it's told over multiple timelines. Both timelines centre around a location, and that's where the haunting is. The location is the Wild school, like boarding school for girls. For what? Hard case Yes, girls. they're like, like hard case. Like, that's exactly right. So it's kids who have been kicked out of other schools or had trouble with the law or have cut their hair very short or whatever. <laughs> uh, Won't <laughs> listen to their mother. Yeah, exactly, oh, exactly. We're out after curfew twice. So the first one of the timelines is uh, set in modern day and Idlewild has been abandoned. It's a ruin. Long abandoned ruin. Uh, no one bought it. It is just being left to decay. And that timeline centers around Fiona, who is a grown adult. She is a journalist and she is kind of hung up on this idea or the kind of hung up on this life event where her sister was murdered and found dead in the middle of the oval, like the hockey pitch, at the abandoned Idlewild school. So it was abandoned 20 years ago when her sister died there. It's still abandoned today. And someone has bought the school and is intending to renovate and reopen the school, a, like, mysterious, wealthy benefactor. So that's kind of Fiona's bag. The other one, so the other side of that, the other timeline that's going on is the 1950s. The school is kind of in its heyday, I guess, and there are we follow four girls who have been sent to the school for different reasons and their stories are quite interesting and they're all in the same dorm room. Yeah. So the haunting does kind of happen in the past and the present, but it's much more in the past than in the present. So there's a a woman who haunts the Idlewild school. Mary Hand. And Mary of course, Hand. there's a rhyme about yes, her. Yes, of course she is, because it's a boarding from, like, school. You know, 50 years prior, she's yes. been haunting the school forever. Yes, exactly. Who is she? And so Mary Hand is the kind of haunting element of this one, and she. Yeah, she's a really strong presence in the 1950s version. Yes. And that's, I think, anything more than that. Well, so it's but kind the of four in the girls, past. though, what's their jam? Like, there's, you have to explain yeah, that. Yeah, I guess. So they're, they're trying to sort of work out who Mary is. And then there's one of the girls who's really, really mysterious in terms of. They don't know where she's. Well, kind of the bag of all the girls is finding out why they're there, why mm. they've ended up at Idlewild. They're all very different 
people, like quiet, some are quiet and withdrawn, some are quite boisterous, some are, you know, kind of use that burgeoning sexuality that young girls tend to come into in their teen years that in the 1950s often meant you had to be sent to a reform school. So, yeah, so they're all really contrasting characters, but the thing they have most strongly in common, apart from having been kind of given up on and sent off to Idlewild, is Mary Hand. They all see her and have a haunting experience with her much, much, much more so than kind of like, so Mary Hand kind of exists as that, that boarding school or any school or camp kind of ghost story that yeah. gets kind of added to, right? And so little like bits about her are written down in, in the, margins of textbooks that have been passed down through generations uncovering these little margin notes and she you can feel her presence when you're down yeah exactly but the girls all have quite tangible hauntings of of her Mm. and it's kind honestly it's about helping each other survive boarding school and helping each other survive feeling unheard and alone and like your family's given up on you and creating a new family yeah and coming into your own yeah for sure so yeah that's kind i feel like anything beyond that is going to spoil is going to spoil that arc so it's like for fiona it's sort of a like investigative type she's investigating yeah so the problem with fiona is when coming of age Yes, and the problem with like problem, but the kind of thing going on for Fiona is she is unsatisfied with aspects of her sister's case. She feels like someone was charged and that person has gone to prison, as has been in prison this whole time. He might be up for appeal. I don't. I don't very hardcore recall to be honest but he there are aspects of that case that she's not happy with yeah her boyfriend her super long-term or actually he's not that long-term i think they're on again off again but anyway her boyfriend is jamie is a police officer it's quite a small town so idlewild is on the outskirts of quite a small community and fiona is kind of questioning that case and wants to know more about it or is just kind of obsessed with idlewild and obsessed with because she was also really young I think like she yeah, was, she was quite like young when her sister died a young teenager so it's really defined her life and I think she's just obsessed with Idlewild and obsessed with the case and so she just wants answers those answers to the unknown and un kind of answered questions that she has about her yeah. sister's death yeah that's kind of that's kind of it and then the friction there obviously is her boyfriend's a member of the police and he's like this is a closed case you should just let it go I think that's it. I think for this yeah, one I particularly, think... any more. No, stop And now. it would mean that you would be able to pick the whole thing. Like anything else that I tell you, you'd be able to pick too much of the narrative by two chapters in. Yeah. So that having been said, Amy, would you recommend The Broken Girls by Simone St. James? I think the the way that your plot synopsis went. I always struggle with that, not like as in making it spoiler free for our recommendation. I'm always like, this bit was great, that was crap. Like I always feel like you can tell. But just the way that you told it, I think, highlights some that this is not, in my opinion, Simone St. James's best novel. Yeah. The plot for me, Fiona's section, which is 2014 that we keep coming back to, is not very memorable for me. No, all. me neither. When I reflect yeah, I back on this book, the atmospheric bits were in the 1950s yeah. sections with the four girls at the school when it was functioning. Because really, 
There's not a huge amount you can do with just a ruin. Well, also, there's not a lot of – there wasn't a lot, but given her role and the, the job, like as in she's a journalist yeah, who is only really interested in Idlewild because that's where her sister's body was found. She doesn't have a of, purpose to investigate. And she doesn't have a purpose to be on – on site very much. She's, so I, so it's in, a site-specific haunting that she doesn't really need to go to. And she's just sort of wandering. Yes. In, yeah, like, sort fair. of how I emerge from a novel is Fiona wanders a lot and talks with her boyfriend. Yeah. The four girls have a really interesting narrative. Yeah. So I enjoyed the 1950s narrative and following those was Katie and Sonia and two other girls. Roberta, and someone else. CC. I'm terrible with names. CC. There you go, Cecilia. So following those four girls was really interesting. Mm. And I would actually have really enjoyed a story that was those four and the ghost Mary Hand, who was quite scary at times. Yeah. Not the scariest no. of the ghosts we've met in Simone St. James's work, which made it much easier for me yeah. to digest, let me say. So this wasn't one where I was like, oh, well, obviously I did, but it wasn't. I had visions at night, like in the haunting of Maddie Claire. <laughs> but or the what's the other one that's just super scary? Inquiry into love yeah, and death. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. So I found myself sort of skimming through Fiona, like wanting yeah. to be like, oh, okay, just get to the next bit back in the past at Idlewild, and that was I felt the strongest parts of the book and what I wanted to he- see more of. Yeah, but fair. it was sort of evenly distributed between the two of them. So the absence of a convincing i guess it's like a fiona motivation i I didn't feel it ultimately kind of left you going it was maybe a literary experiment that she that simone st james wanted to do but the fiona's narrative wasn't really necessary no that's that's correct i didn't feel fiona's narrative was necessary whereas when you do the past present back forth in sundown motel you are kind of solving the same mystery in both past and present. So when and you it was read the past and you read the present, you're, you're working to, yes. towards the same question. And you're kind of the only girls, person you feel like as a reader, you're the only person who has both, who has all of the information and can actually yeah. work it and out. And I yeah. didn't feel like we were working towards the same mystery. No, well, they're totally in different. In Broken Girls. Yeah. And that, for me, was a flaw in the narrative. They informed each other, but only in the last probably they, chapter, just because two of chapters. The space. Yeah. The size. Yeah. And Mary. But it wasn't a deep enough connection no, to be was, the central reason. And it was very driver. at the end. It yep. wasn't motivation. It was just kind of happenstance at yeah. the end. Yeah. Is that a spoiler? No. Okay. I think that's so, way too vague to be a spoiler. Right. So my response, very delayed response yeah. to your question is no, I wouldn't recommend this one. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend The Broken Girls. I would much rather reread The Sundown Motel or any of the other Simone St. James novels because I think that they were much more atmospheric and engrossing, mm. whereas only half of this did that to me. Yeah, that's fair. What about you? Look, I totally agree with the Fiona lack of motivation and because she was – I felt she was I, – I guess in my head the way I kind of kind of justified her actions were that she – her family had been broken by what had happened to her sister and so the family that they had before in kind of her very formative years had fallen yeah. apart and she was – 
irreparably broken by what she had never got closure. And that's that link with you know yes. the title being they're all broken yeah. girls. Absolutely. Yeah. And so in and of that on it on its own, I guess I kind of excused in my head as we were going along that Fiona didn't have more of a she didn't have more of a reason to investigate beyond she's obsessed. Beyond her life has been defined by Ida Wilde. But I could even have had that just as its own novel. And it yes. has been a sort yeah, of Yeah, and I think I'm with you in that the problem for me was neither narrative benefited from the other. So in Sundown mm. Motel, I felt like they were one story. It's just that you had to take a little hiatus for, you know, what a chapter. Fifteen years in order for the story to be concluded. And that was true in a way in Broken Girls, but it was very obscure. It wasn't it Neither story really needed the other yeah. in order to find closure. They were they felt like two sort of independent narratives. Yeah. Okay, cool. A little bit yeah. like two parallel stories. And that's not it wasn't terrible. And I think for me that's the important takeaway. A bad Simone St. James is still a pretty good read. Yeah. And so I wouldn't if you have read every other Simone St. James, I would read this. I don't think it's her worst one that I've read. But I wouldn't say it's her best. I would agree with you. I don't think this is her best one that I've read. And if someone was like, I want to read a scary kind of novel with a female protagonist with a really interesting storyline, I like things set in the past, I would definitely recommend Simone St. James as an author, but this wouldn't be my gateway into her. I wouldn't be recommending this one as the first one you read. No, and this one does feel like you said before, a narrative experiment. I wonder, yes. was it chronologically before? It was imi- It was just before sundown. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, because so that's what this... it feels like when you read it, is that she practised in Broken Girls and then perfected this idea in Sundown Motel. Which we've done an earlier episode on, in case you're wondering. If what we think of that, go back and listen to that. And you can yeah, about it. but that makes sense. Just It, it feels like it, it's sort of trying to work out how to do that between two. Yeah. And it also makes kind of sense from a author developmental place, I guess, that the first time you do it, you probably would just be writing, well, let me have a physical place. And Sundown is similar in that it's set. The place is what links them. It's one of multiple things, but that's quite strong in Sundown as well, is that it's the place that is kind of that central point regardless of time. Yeah. And I think that's what she was going for here too. But the narratives were just too separate. They were too irrelevant to each other. And so it was quite jarring to go from one to the other because they didn't naturally kind of Yeah, flow. I was I was disappointed when I stopped reading about the girls in the 50s and had Same. to go back to Fiona. Yeah. I I felt oh, take um, it back. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And so I think yeah, so it's not that I don't recommend it. I wouldn't be like do not read this book. But if someone asked me for a Simone St. James I would, I would recommend probably I would recommend probably four before I would get to this one. Yeah. So my and mine would be eh. yeah. yeah. If you've read everything else she's written, read this. It's fine. But if you've read everything else she's written, you'll it doesn't go. matter what we say. You'd go and read this one as well. And you'll probably, I think, go. Eh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so yes. So trash I or guess treasure? I think for me this one is trash because, like you said, I would go back and read like five other Simone St. James before mm. I would reread this one. I don't think I'll ever need to read this one again. No, I don't think I'll reread it either. Yeah. So. Read so. Sundown Motel if you want the same listen, kind of idea. First, listen to our podcast. Go back and listen to that episode. It's a Where great episode. clearly we recommend, recommend 
<laughs> the Sundown Motel. But you can go and find out the reasons why. Absolutely. And what Sundown Motel See if you'd is about. Like it. That's right. Right, so why don't you wrap up this podcast on The Broken Girls? That's all we have time for. Thank you very much again for spending a bit of your time with us. And tune in next week. We will bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and maybe or maybe not recommendations for whatever you read. Till then, happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.